At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is My Guys of the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Happy Wednesday. Welcome to My Guys in the Desert, live from Circa Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. Got a great show on tap, although we're starting off with me in a bad mood because what in the Sam heck is going on with the San Diego Padres? They finally get a win yesterday. Manny Machado hits the three-run homer late to win it. They finally look like the team they're supposed to look like. And then I'm watching the game right now, and they're down 4 nothing in the top of the third with two runners on for the Giants right now and could potentially add some more. So your girl is not too thrilled. Lots of day baseball going on right now. We'll get into the evening slate, nine more games later on in the show when Steve Buchanan of DraftKings joins us. He's got some good props and unique ways to find some value on the evening slate. Another heavy football day. We'll get into some college football as well once again this week with Tim Murray, host of the Nightcap here on VEASAN. Because last week we went into the conversation, expected to talk all things Maction, and then you know he and I, we got off the rails talking all things Notre Dame Fighting Irish. So we will preview the MAC and some other independents today. And then at the end of the hour, check us Chuck Esposito of the Red Rock Sportsbook. Uh, handles all things, actually, for stations, casinos. We'll get his perspective from behind the counter. Obviously, two NFL preseason games coming up tomorrow. And then we are off and running when it comes to the NFL. But let's jump in like we always do with our top five news and notes, things you need to know that impact us as betters. Speaking of Major League Baseball, it was another record Shohei day last night. Shohei Otani as the Angels take a 5-1 win over the A's. Otani went two for three at the plate with a home run and pitched six solid innings with five strikeouts to earn his 10th win of the year. In getting that 10th victory, he joined the one and only Babe Ruth as the lone players in Major League Baseball history to record 10 or more home runs and 10-plus wins in the same season, a stat that has not been achieved in 102 years. Also, his seventh-inning long ball moved into second place all-time in home runs for Japanese MLB players at 118, passing Ichiro Suzuki. Otani now only trails former Yankee star Hideki Matsui for home runs for the home runs record by a Japanese player. As far as what we can bet on today, the American League MVP odds, the question is, as Otani continues to make history in the league, is it enough to surpass Aaron Judge and what he has done with still about 50 games to go? Judge a minus 475 odds on favorite. Shohei sitting right behind him at plus 380 and then we see the massive drop off so it is a two-man race here with Judge obviously having the advantage as he chases 61. Number two in today's top five Kevin Durant reportedly might entertain 
holding out if he's not traded by the beginning of training camp. This according to Christian Winfield of the New York Daily News. With there being no movement on the trade front after Durant originally made it known he wanted out of Brooklyn. We talked about this yesterday. He met with Nets owner Joe Sy over the weekend and with a certain ultimatum publicly backfiring on the NBA star. He has very little leverage. You look at four years remaining on his current contract. A move seems highly unlikely with the rush the Nets uh, to rush the Nets into making a deal, considering their lofty demands. The team with the most interest in Durant has been the Boston Celtics. They are the favorite to win the NBA title. They are the favorite to land him as of now. But the rumor mill still swirling, by the way. Saw a report uh, KD and former Nets teammate James Harden now of the Philadelphia 76ers went to a concert together. So now all those rumblings uh, get up here. Players playing G- GM will always be an odd concept to me. But Durant MVP odds 12-1, fifth on the board. Nets NBA title odds 14-1, sixth best odds in the NBA. Number three, keeping it in the association, Lakers head coach Darvin Ham plans to run the offense through Anthony Davis, according to reports. Yahoo Sports' Chris Haynes reported that Ham, LeBron, and Rich Paul, James' agent, as well as Lakers president Rob Polinka all met. And among the topics they discussed was how the first-year head coach was going to run things. In addition to demanding more accountability from his players, Ham said one wrinkle he wanted to implement and stick with is having the offense run through AD, and LeBron reportedly agreed. Haynes also wrote the team's been encouraged with Davis' with Davis's offseason progression. They believe he's going to be in optimum shape to avoid serious injury and carry a heavier load. Now, that's always the question surrounding the talented Davis, who only appeared in 40 games last year due to injuries, a player who has struggled to stay healthy for much of his NBA career. Lakers odds ahead of this new season. They are 16 to 1 to win the title, plus 750 in the West. Their win total set at 45 and a half. LeBron an 18 to 1 shot to win MVP. Davis 60 to 1 and Darvin Ham 17 to 1 in the coach of the year market. Number four in today's top five, Wake Forest star quarterback Sam Hartman out indefinitely with a non-football medical condition. Uh, details were withheld due to privacy, but head coach Dave Clawson has since insisted Hartman will return at some point this season. The fifth-year junior is the program's all-time leader in touchdown passes. He was instrumental in leading the Deeks to an 11-3 campaign in 2021, had 39 passing TDs, 11 rushing, and over 4,200 yards. A timeline for his return not set. In the meantime, it'll be redshirt freshman Mitch Griffiths taking over the quarterback duties as they prepare for their season opener at VMI. No odds out for that game yet. But Hartman, who was a 60-1 to shot in the Heisman odds, since adjusted locally to 100-1 to that I've seen, and his presence has made a massive impact on how odds makers are viewing this team as a whole moving forward. In the ACC, Wake's odds have moved from 18-1 to this morning prior to the news to now 50-1. to Odds to repeat their win in the Atlantic Division all the way down to 22-1. to And their season win total, which was set at 8.5, now already bumped down two games to six and a half. Last thing here today's top five as we round things out, some quarterback names of note who will be starting for their respective teams. Game one of the preseason, the Browns have officially announced Deshaun Watson. It will be him to start things off in game one of the preseason against the Jags. Watson, of course, still waiting on the NFL to rule how many games he'll ultimately miss in the regular season after appealing the initial six-game ruling from former federal judge Sue L. Robinson. Even with Watson starting, it should be noted, we'll still likely see plenty of Jacoby Brissett as well as he tries to get in a rhythm with the offense and will be needed for however many games Watson is inevitably unavailable. Cleveland just a one-and-a-half point favorite right now at DraftKings for that first preseason game over-under set at 37-and-a-half. And additionally, Seahawks head coach uh, Pete Carroll says it's Geno Smith who will start the team's first preseason game against the Steelers. Uh, at this point, it looks like it's Smith's jobs to lose, even though yesterday ESPN's Brady Henderson said it was Drew Locke who is clearly the better quarterback during a recent mock game at camp where the number two offense went against the number one defense. Smith, meanwhile, underwhelmed while mostly leading the first team against backup defenders. Preseason matchup with the Steelers on Sunday. No doubt will be interesting for all quarterbacks involved. Seattle getting three and a half in that game total set at 36 and a half. So that'll do it for today's top five. Um, Like I said, heavy NFL day, so we might as well roll along with our alphabets because today, my friends, is our last day. It's XYZ, which which means, you know, we had to get a little bit more creative than usual here. And we are on X to start things out. And I really tried to find some props that I liked that could work. And I landed on Max Crosby because he has 
two X's in his name, double the fun. Come on, it works, right? We're going over nine and three quarter sacks at minus 120 for our guy Crosby here. Coming off his first Pro Bowl appearance, I think he's only going to get redder. I'm calling better. I'm calling it right now career year for Crosby. He's going to be a top five producer at the position. Last season, I know when you look at the numbers, just had eight sacks. So obviously below the double digits, he's going to need to cash this ticket. But he also led the NFL in a number of categories that are extremely important for this bet when it comes to underlying stats. A league best, 82 quarterback pressures, 30 quarterback hits, led the NFL in hurries as well, was 10th in pass rush win rate. I think those pressures start to pay off a lot more in 2022-23. He starts getting the quarterback to the ground. He also had very little support from the interior from the interior defensive line. That should change. They got new additions, Vernon Butler, Bilal Nichols, and rookies Neil Farrell and Matthew Butler there. Also going to be playing out there with Chandler Jones. So that should help because offenses aren't just going to be able to double Max Crosby in this case should open things up a little bit for him with that additional threat. Those eight sacks bump to at least 11 in my mind. I see this being more of an 11 to 14 sack total range. Also, if you're feeling frisky, 22 to one to have the most sacks in the NFL this year could be worth a look. Also, did you know Max Williams, the uh, Cardinals tight end? He has a double X in his name too. Just throwing it out there. Fancy. Um, why? Okay, we're going to letter Y here for the alphabets. I looked at Yannick Ngakwe. I looked at Young for Chase Young. I didn't see things I liked. Therefore, Y is for yards from scrimmage under for our guy Christian McCaffrey, 1,595 and a half minus 115 price. I really do respect the numerous guests who have come on the program lately telling me McCaffrey is going to be back. Telling me draft him in fantasy leagues. He's going to get back to that 2019 form when he messed around and had a double, double thousand plus yard season in both the ground game and receiving game to invest in his overs, comeback player of the year. I love the guy, want the best for him. I cannot get there because he cannot stay on the field. Um, I, I looked through his injuries since September of 2020, right high ankle sprain, missed six games, shoulder missed four, thigh tightened up, missed four, Strained hamstring, five games. Another ankle issue ended the 2021 season, another four games. When Christian McCaffrey is on the field, he is dynamic. He's a game changer at the position, but he's not on the field enough. The best ability is availability. He's only played 10 games in the last 33 for the Carolina Panthers. I'm taking his unders all day. Don't tell my new fiance I said that. He is a diehard Carolina Panthers fan. Last one here. Z is for Zach Wilson going under 14 and a half interceptions at minus 120. Currently the favorite to throw the most interceptions this year. Um, and it's not going to happen, guys. He's going to be so much better this year. He got off to a bad start, had 11 picks in 13 games, which I know isn't good. But over the course of the full season, that still only paces out to 14, which went under this number. He also also threw zero picks in the final five games of the year and in the seven returning from injury eight touchdowns to a two interception ratio and that's despite his top two receivers um, both having injuries themselves during that time and facing three of the top five scoring defenses in the NFL I know that they're having some offensive line issues right now with Mekhi Becton hopefully they figure out that right tackle spot but he's going to be improved he's not going to make those same rookie mistakes and I think back to what I know about him when I covered him at BYU a 33 to 3 touchdown to interception ratio his final season with the Cougars, I think that he starts to figure things out a little bit better here in 2022. So take the under. I'm telling you, he improved through the back half of the season and he will coming in to season two. Remember, guys, if you missed any of today's show or any show at the network, they're available in podcast form. Go to vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. We're going to get back to college football with our guy, Tim Murray, when we come back here on My Guys in the Desert. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. The College Football Guide is out now, and the NFL Guide's coming in just a couple weeks. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of every team, including team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, player awards, the whole shebang. Remember, the only way, though, to get access to this year's football betting guide is to become a VEASAN all-access subscriber. Sign up early for that discounted rate. You'll get the college and pro football guides along with full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl, or you can join us for 40 bucks a month and see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of of the Sports Betting Network. Rolling along here on My Guys in the Desert, one of the great many contributors to this year's College Football Guide joins the program now, Tim Murray, VEASAN host of the nightcap here, weeknights uh, from 7 to 10 Pacific, 10 to 1 Eastern, at 1, the number one, Tim Murray on Twitter. Number one on Twitter, number one in our hearts. How are you doing, Tim? I'm good, Stormy. How are you? Great, thank you. Doing a little bit better uh, now that the Padres are on the board, by the way, just trailing <laughs> the Giants 4-2. I was very emotional there in the commercial break, but happy to have you to talk some football. And I feel like every time I have you on the show, Tim, I end up throwing you a curveball and starting off with something that we didn't plan because we had some college football news today in the ACC that Wake Forest quarterback Sam Hartman will be out indefinitely with a non-football-related medical condition and the odds boards have certainly told us pretty pretty easily how much value he has to that team with the shifts that there have been but what did you make of the news when you heard it this morning well I mean first and foremost obviously it's the human element of oh my god I hope Sam Hartman is okay uh moving forward um you know when it comes to Wake Forest as a team you know this is a team stormy that I wasn't all that high on this year they were certainly a fun team to uh, watch last year. And to be honest, I lost a couple bucks on them last year. Cause I, I just kind of expected there to be, you know, you, if you remember, uh, the market really never fully bought into wake forest. And you know, the, the North Carolina game was, was kind of a, a wild one where I was able to, to win that one. Uh, I remember we, me and Sean had a head to head in that, but, uh, they had a hell of a year obviously. And, uh, you know, they had an opportunity to uh, you know, win 11 games. But you know, when you talk about a team that has such a, a poor defense and now, um, you know, you look at Sam Hartman not being a part of that offense forever, however long, it's going to be really tricky. Now, the schedule as of right now, Stormy, isn't that daunting. And you would think, you know, there's the possibility of them being able to overcome uh, the fact that he is not, uh, that may not be part of the roster there with you know, an FCS opponent week one, then Vanderbilt on the road week two, and then Liberty without Malik Willis uh, in week three, even though Hugh Freeze, I fully expect to have a, a solid program. But then it gets real, right? Clemson, Florida State, mm-hmm. you know, Army, which was a, a shootout last year. Uh, then you look at the back half of the schedule. We've got the likes of Louisville and NC State on the road. So this was a team I was probably leaning towards the under. Uh, you look at the eight and a half win total, even with Sam Hartman. And now, obviously, there's going to be a readjustment uh, in, in all of that. So it's kind of a wait and see approach, uh, certainly with Sam Hartman, um, you know, hope for the best, obviously for him. Uh, and then when it comes to them as a program, uh, I I really wouldn't, I I would just kind of sit back and wait, see how they do in the non-con and, and if they're able to, uh, to take down Clemson in week four, 
uh, which will certainly be a daunting task with or without Sam Hartman. Definitely want to reiterate your thoughts that we all obviously hope that he's going to be all right. And it was positive to hear from Dave Clawson that he does expect mm -hmm. to be able to get Hartman back at some point in the season. Um, here with Tim Murray, host of the Nightcap on VEASAN every weeknight. And uh, Tim, w it's time to talk the Mac because I tried <laughs> to, we, I left you with like one minute left last well, week. I talked a lot. <laughs> no, it's totally on me. And I am I'm so excited to talk a little Maction here because this is a league that's really unique in the fact that the, the top spot is really always up for grabs. And I think a good example of that is that you see NIU, who is the defending champ, Northern Illinois, coming into this season, returning the bulk of their starters. And they're fourth on the odds board to win it. Toledo, the favorite here at plus 380. So let's stop at the start at the top down. In your opinion, who do you see playing for a MAC title in 2022? You know, I do like Toledo uh, coming out of the West, um, but that all being said, Stormy, as you kind of alluded to, laying chalk in this conference is uh, year after year just a really a poor decision. So, um, you know, for the for the you know Veasan College Football Guide, um, you know, I picked Toledo over Miami in the uh, in the MAC title, and that was not based off odds; that was just pure project projection, right? So, you know, we as betters want to try to find. Uh, the best bets available out there. So looking at the Mac East, um, you know, I do think Miami's intriguing. Uh, and you see at, you know, around four to one or plus 450 to win the conference. Uh, they've got a head coach in, in Chuck Martin, uh, who's entering his ninth season. You could argue have the best quarterback in the conference with Brett Gabbert uh, coming off of his junior se season. You know, they did have some uh, guys in their uh, defensive front uh, that got poached away. And that's the biggest thing. If you're going to go and handicap the Mac folks, you got to look at who's left, right? You can't just assume, well, he was a junior last year, so he's back. No, you look at Miami, uh, their leading tackler, Ivan Pace, transferred to Cincinnati. Lonnie Phelps, who had nine and a half sacks, transferred to Kansas. Cameron Butler transferred to Virginia. I mean, that's 17 and a half sacks between Butler and Phelps, both gone. Uh, they do bring back some pieces, obviously. Uh, you know, in the secondary. So I think when it comes down to it for Miami, their win total sitting at six and a half uh, stormy. I, you know, I would, I would lean towards the over on the Red Hawks. I, I think they're a team that uh, is, is going to be fascinating, but the team to me, uh, and I think I mentioned this last time we talked, that is the most fascinating and maybe work that, you know, that lottery ticket type play in a conference that's so unpredictable is Bowling Green. Uh, and, and this could back, come back to bite me. Uh, the market has moved quite considerably with the, uh, with the Falcons. Um, you know, it started three and a half, you know, plus money to the over. And now we're looking at fours out there, plus money to the over. I played a, a heavily juiced three and a half uh, a couple weeks back. And, you know, this is a team that, that brings back pretty much everybody and did not get poached uh, by, you know, power five teams. Uh, you know, according to Bill Conley of ESPN, Stormy Bowling Green, number one in the country in returning production, 95% on offense, 88% on defense. Uh, they do get, you know, uh, a favorable non-con, in my opinion, getting to host Kent, you know, uh, excuse me, a uh, conference schedule, I beg your pardon, hosting Kent State, hosting Miami and Buffalo. Um, so I, I think this team is definitely... Uh, on the rise to go over their win total. And, you know, I took a flyer on them at 40 to one to win the conference. And, you know, is that likely? No, it's a 40 to one long shot, but can they win that Mac East? I think it's possible. And I think one thing that's really important for them is they bring back all, you know, basically everyone. And then they added in a Memphis transfer at center and Jakari Robinson to kind of anchor that line. Eight starters back on defense, including Carl Brooks, who had seven and a half sacks last year. Head coach is back. Quarterback is back. All the wide receivers are back. So uh, they'll have a couple challenges, no doubt about it, in the non-con taking on UCLA and Mississippi State. But I actually think Bowling Green, as crazy as it sounds, uh, is a team that could do some damage and maybe because of the unpredictable nature of this conference, you know, be playing in Detroit in early December. Well, at 40 to one, you must have cut into at least some of the dollar bills out there because I see it at 30 to one most places now. Um, but that is significant, especially we said on the offensive side of the ball, 95% of their production mm -hmm. coming back and they have an improvement at the center position. Uh, obviously, that's a team that has a lower win total. Is that something that typically when with college football that you look toward to find teams that you think are more likely to overachieve maybe than underachieve? 
Uh, it depends. I mean, I, I'll be honest. I have a ticket on under three and a half wins for Georgia Tech uh, going to the ACC. I just look at their schedule. Sheesh. I mean, I mean, Stormy, you look at their non-con for Georgia Tech. Uh, they have to take on Georgia, obviously, their rival. Uh, they have to open the season with a conference game against Clemson on that Monday night in the Georgia Dome or whatever they're calling uh, wherever the Falcons play nowadays, uh, Mercedes-Benz Dome. Uh, and then you look at, um, you know, their non-con has an Ole Miss game, a UCF game. I mean, it's going to be really challenging for Georgia Tech. Whole new staff down there uh, as they try to, you know, recreate things there for Jeff Collins' group. So, yes, you know, for for Bowling Green, it was an over on three and a half. But, yeah, I mean, it, it just depends on the situation. Um, you know, I'll give you a couple teams that are intriguing on the underside for me. Haven't personally played them, but would lean that way. Uh, I just don't know what to expect from Buffalo. A couple of years ago, obviously, Stormy, you know, with Lance Leipold there, uh, they were on the up and up, uh, lost in the MAC championship uh, in the COVID season. Um, you know, really tricky spot for, for, for Mo Linguist, who came in as their head coach last year. Now it's a full off season. Great recruiting class, but how quickly does that you get to reap the benefits of a recruiting class? Lost your starting quarterback, lost your starting running back, only bring back 51% of their offensive production. So a lot of transfers in the secondary from power fives, but lean towards the under on five and a half. And then Kent State, Stormy, real quickly, as uh, I know you got to run. Their non-con includes trips to Washington, Oklahoma, and Georgia. So uh, good luck with that. Uh, top uh, top player in the conference, uh, Dustin Crum, is gone. And they went 4-0 in one possession games last year. So I think some regression coming for the Golden Flashes, uh, a lean towards the under on Kent State. Tim, you're the man. Thanks for double dipping today, buddy. All right, guys. Talk to you. That's Tim Murray at one Tim Murray on Twitter, obviously host the nightcap here on VEASAN every weekday evening. When we come back, we're going to Major League Baseball with DraftKings betting analyst Steve Buchanan. My Padres got a 5-4 lead and the base is loaded. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. here on My Guys in the Desert, this segment presented by Zinn Nicotine Pouches. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that's helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zinn understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everybody's timeline's a little different. Everybody's on their own journey. But whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step toward change, Zinn's there for you. Check out Zinn Nicotine Pouches at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Great uh, day baseball going on right now. Awesome third inning for the Padres. A six-run spot now. A 6-4 lead over uh, San Francisco. Time for prop, lock, and profit headed into the evening slate. It's Justin Verlander day. And like love or hate, betting an already low number under. Here we go. Under one and a half earned runs at plus 120 for Verlander against the Rangers today for the AL Cy Young front runner. It leaves very little room for error, but I got to tell you, I like it against a Texas squad that's not breaking any offensive records anytime soon. Verlander has not allowed more than a single earned run in seven straight games. Actually, in that time, only allowed four total. 7-0 in those games dating back to June 24th with a 0-7-6 ERA. He's actually stayed under this line 15 of 20 starts, and you're getting plus money again against a bad team. Speaking of the Rangers, versus right-handing pitching, their bottom 10 in all major categories have struggled against good pitchers all year long including Verlander in 13 innings against the Rangers. His last two starts allowed just one run. He's got a 16 to 0 K to walk ratio. All signs point to cashing a beautiful plus money under. Speaking of beautiful, no better way to introduce our wonderful guest, Steve Buchanan, DraftKings, MLB, and NFL betting analyst. But don't worry. Um, I know we still got the preseason, Steve. I'm not going to dig into the weeds on the National Football League with you yet. Um, but how how are all things baseball schedule treating you? Happy to welcome you in. Yes, you know, you know what's nice, too? You did your a prop lock and drop it reference earlier today. I did a 3-6 Mafia reference. Like, you and I just meshed together so well. Oh, my gosh. First the crumble, now this, Steve. I mean, <laughs> what are, <laughs> we're just a dream team here, I got to tell you. But uh, while my prop was on the Astros, um, at home, we know they are very good this season. 35 and 17 on the year. A near $3 favorite this morning uh, that yeah. seems to just continue to grow. Even on the run line, it's a hefty price. Have you missed the boat yet if you wanted to invest in the Astros today on Verlander Day? 
Uh, you may have, but I mean, I mean, to be fair too, I mean, we're talking about even at the run lines minus 135 right now. I mean, I have no issue paying that against this Rangers squad who you said is not going to be breaking any offensive records. Uh, certainly not tonight, uh, but, but that's the case. But I mean, this is going to be the third time that Verlander has faced this Rangers team. They've gone 13 innings against them, have managed to squeak past one run in those two starts there. Verlander has just been pitching on a completely different level at this point. And look, the, the Astros are one of the best run line teams at home this season too, as well. So there's just a lot to like, even at the run line at minus 135. So did you lose maybe some value earlier in the morning? Yes, you did. But even at 135, I have no qualms with taking that there. I think the Astros should win this game by at least two runs. At 39 years old, how special is it what that guy is doing? It's insane. Oh, it's insane. It's like, you know, you got Brady, you got Verlander, all these old, you know, old hags taking the mound, taking the field, doing what they do. It's insane. But props to them. Definitely. Um, I'm 30 and feel like I'm falling apart, but I digress. Uh, let's stay in the American League, but out east. The Orioles hosting the Toronto Blue Jays, a plus 125 dog for game three after taking the first two games of the set. And Orioles have been a good bet, good team to back, especially lately, won seven of their last eight. They're just two games back of the Blue Jays for second in the division now, which feels crazy to say. Is it worth investing in them again today, potentially? Oh, yeah, the Baltimore buzzsaw. That's what <laughs> I'm kind of referring to them now. That's how that offense has been. But I love taking them on the run line tonight through the first five innings, getting that at minus 115. They're facing Jose Barrios, who when he goes on the road, I don't know what happens to his pitching repertoire, but it just completely vanishes. 54 innings pitched on the road, a seven and a half ERA and 15 of the 24 home runs that he's allowed. And look, this Orioles offense has been no fluke. I know it's only the 10th of August, but so far in the month of August, this club has, is hitting a combined 284 with a 366 Woba and 42 runs scored. That is the seventh best total in the league right now. The Orioles have been mashing. They've been hitting runs. They've been getting timely hitting too, which has really been uh, one of the biggest reasons why they're in the position that they are. I think I saw this. I don't, I, I could be misquoting this here, but uh, if the Orioles were in the AL central, they would be in first place right now. Don't hold me to that, but I believe that's what I saw on Twitter just moments before we went live. That is amazing to think about. They're in this powerhouse division in the AL East, but whatever, that has nothing to do with tonight. What we want for tonight is taking them on the run line against this Blue Jays club. Absolutely. I'm glad that you detailed a little bit of what's been the difference for them because, I mean, this is a team everybody expected to be terrible, and they've been showing up. Uh, uh, completely awful. Like, we all talk about all the teams are going to be in competition in the AL East. It was everybody except the Orioles. Now it's everybody except the Red Sox. That's basically what it is at this point, and that's near and dear to my heart, so it's pain for me to say. But the Orioles ha have been great, and honestly, it's like they're nipping at the heels of my Seattle Mariners for that final wildcard spot. I did not think that here in the, almost the middle of August, I'd be like, boy, I got to watch the scoreboard and see what the Orioles are doing tonight <laughs> for that wildcard spot. I love it. Um, yeah, you know you can't have any Red Sox slander on this show with Stephanie Kamershack behind the glass over here. Um, another mm. team playing some good baseball lately, taking advantage of the schedule definitely the Philadelphia Phillies who are gaining some steam themselves in the NL East 11 and one straight up their last 12 games minus 125 favorite against the Marlins today solid pitching matchup though with Noah Syndergaard and Sandy Alcantara any interest in the total here I know it's low at seven but what do you think yeah so it just recently bumped up to seven and a half so I like that even more but I like the under in this one here the under has gone 13 eight in ones in games that Sandy has started so far this season, and he's pitched extremely well against the Phillies in the three prior starts already this season, has a 2.45 ERA against them through 22 innings pitched, allowing just six runs on 17 hits. And then you got to talk about the Marlins offense. I don't know what they're doing right now, but again, early in the month of August, it's the 10th of August, uh, they scored exactly 10 runs in the month of August. So it's like one run a day is, is all they're doing at this point. Uh, but they're hitting 192 as a club. Like you mentioned, Noah Syndergaard going for the Phillies, making his first start here, looking to bounce back. Well, it was a bit of a rough start in his Phillies debut, but you got Sandy, you got Noah going tonight, seven and a half runs. It is a low total, but if these two guys pitch like they can, and this Marlins offense continues to do 
whatever the heck they're doing here in the month of August, I think this game goes under seven and a half runs. I like that play a lot for this game tonight. Nobody describes things quite like you, whatever they're doing over there. Um, <laughs> I was debating going this way or not after what you said about the Red Sox, but I feel like I have to go to their game anyways today. Um, the I mentioned the Braves trending up. I mean, the, the Phillies trending up. The Braves seem to be trending down um, the way that yeah. they have dropped five of their last seven, had that tough series with the Mets. But now they get the Red Sox, who they did beat in extras yesterday. Um, what are you looking at today? Is there any value in, in backing the better of the two rough teams right now? Yeah, look, you know, I, I think that series against the Mets, we can just kind of toss that one aside. The Mets are just such a good team here. Uh, and now the Braves ha have the benefit of going against this Red Sox team. But I like taking them to go over four and a half runs tonight at minus 130. The Red Sox, one of their biggest detriments so far in the second half has been pitching, whether it's what they're getting no pitching from the starting rotation or whether it's that bullpen in the month of August. The Red Sox bullpen has a combined ERA approaching six, approaching six. That is just absolutely absurd to think about that they're doing that bad right now. They're not getting any length from any of their starters. We just saw from Rich Hill last night, but barely get through four and a third innings. And if there's one thing you can say about this Braves team, even though they've dropped those games against the Mets, they're still hitting. And we saw that last night. Austin Riley had a huge game for them last night going against Nick Pavetta tonight, who has really taken a step back from the first two months of the season. He's going to rack up some strikeouts tonight, but I think he's going to have some fits going against his Braves offense. So give me over four and a half runs for the Braves tonight. Even if they don't get it off Pavetta, they should be able to get it against that bullpen who they used heavily last night because Rich Hill is out so early. So I like them scoring at least five runs here against the Red Sox tonight. Okay, I think we got time for one more here real quickly. Speaking of, you know, bats making contact, we know that in Coors Field, that happens a lot, but no more than what we saw yesterday with a 16-5 result with the Rockies and Cardinals. Um, All-star pitcher Miles Mikolas on the hook for 10 runs and 14 hits and just two and two-thirds. Not ideal. But do you expect more of the same today? Another high total at Coors. Yeah, 12 runs for this game right now. I still like this to go over. The Rockies at home against left-handed pitching have been on a different level. They're hitting 304 as a club with a 369 Woba. Both of those are the best in the league. The Cardinals altogether, one of the best hitting clubs against lefties, whether it's on the road or at home. They're hitting 287 with a 364 Woba against lefties. All good numbers there. Then you got Kyle Freeland, really struggled at Coors Field this season at home. 5.55 ERA. I think there's going to be a lot of runs scored in this one. I know 12 is a very high number, but I would not be surprised if we see the over here tonight. So give me the over between those two teams tonight. Nobody makes talking baseball more fun, my friend. Thank you so much for doing this. You're the best. All right. Talk to you next week. Thanks. That's Steve Buchanan crushing it as always. DraftKings betting analyst, and we'll get him talking football here soon. Don't you worry. We're going to step aside real quickly, but when we come back, we're going to check in with Chuck Esposito of Stations Casinos also runs the Red Rock Sportsbook. Um, Preseason really, really getting underway tomorrow. Two fun games, a big line move in Giants-Patriots. See what he has to say about that. Is it an overreaction or not when we come back? At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. 
Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. You can subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcast. Wrapping things up here live from downtown Las Vegas, Stormy Bon and Tony with you, my guys in the desert. And, uh, Excited to welcome in good friend of the show, Chuck Esposito, director of the Red Rock Race and Sportsbook here down in Summerlin, oversees all of Stations Casinos, really. And Chuck, just right off the bat, as I am sweating out the Padres today, I'm a Padres fan. I'm a consistent Padres backer. They have been brutal as of lately, ever since this Juan Soto trade. Are my guys going to make the playoffs? Can you help me out here? I think they are, Stormy. I, you know, last year they had that big collapse in August as well. I think they're better suited this year. I still like their, their their five starting arms. I like their bullpen. And I think once they kind of get situated with Soto, they'll be fine. But my vote is yes, that they still do make the postseason this year. Okay, let's see if they can make a run once they do it. I'm, I'm definitely holding out hope, my friend, that things get turned around, especially once Fernando Tatis gets back in the lineup as well. Um, where I wanted to start things off, though, as I'm just sweating the Padres game right now, they do have a lead, mind you, 6-4 against the Giants. Um, I wanted to start talking preseason NFL. We are finally off and running, getting things going. Two games coming up tomorrow, and obviously the game that most people are talking about right now just because of how significant the line move has been is Giants and Patriots. Do you think that's a little bit of an overreaction, though, just given how successful Bill Belichick has tended to be in the preseason in general, getting teams up to shape? Yeah, I think a little bit. I, I think it's more so now, Stormy, that, you know, first it's yay sports books that football is here, um, and we're going to see the, the handle on a lot of these games be far superior to what it is on baseball games that for teams that are battling for a wild card or a playoff position. But I think that's part of it, and I think you see such a overreaction a little bit in preseason because numbers seem to run. They don't come back usually at all. Um, there really isn't a key number um, in preseason football. And I think once you see that side go, it kind of goes in that direction and more aggressively. Um, I think I'd love to talk about the Titans-Ravens game, too, because there's definitely some trends with Baltimore and John Harbaugh in the preseason. Yes, we absolutely know that. And I know just right off the top, the the big number that's been hitting betters in the face is that 20-0 in the preseason for the Ravens the last couple of years here. But obviously, like, Harbaugh likes to get teams ready. They are built to win in the preseason the way that he prepares his teams. But that's kind of built into the number that you guys put out there, isn't it? Well, the number has moved a full point. It was opened at at two and a half, so it's gone up a full point. So I thought we had baked it in initially, um, knowing that the Ravens had still a lot of guys injured. They were going to look at a lot of different guys. Uh, They don't have a lot of depth at wide receiver. Um, But the betting public hasn't stopped. You're right about that. That 20 and 0, but I think it's more importantly, it's against the number. Uh, he's 36 and 15 overall against the spread since he's been the coach of the Ravens. He's 20 and 5 in the last 25 games, and he's currently on a 9 0 run against the number um, in preseason games. So there's a lot of trends right now that back Baltimore, and it's not going to surprise me if that's one of our biggest or our biggest, not including the Raider game, preseason game this weekend. What have you been hearing about Sharps on this game? Because while obviously the trends are there and you know general bettors that see that streak are going to want to get into it, hence why, like you said, the liability is definitely going to be there, probably not only for this game, but the games to follow. But then out of Ravens camp, you're hearing things from local B writers that are saying, hey, this hasn't been the typical training camp of Norm. This team isn't where it's normally at because of all the injuries that they had last season. They're trying to slow play things maybe a little bit in the preseason. Any thought of that or things that you've been hearing from sharper betters coming in? Yeah, 
Absolutely. I, I think now the fact that it has gone up a full point, Stormy, is really a product of more of the general public. You know, seeing that information that's out there, reading exactly what we're reading. We know that we're in an information era. I think when you'll see the sharp step in is probably to see how high this game will go. It's not until tomorrow night at 4.30. And if this game starts to run even more, I think that's when they sharp, when they step in. Even some of the you know people who are able to middle the game or side the game because they're in a really good position, I think depending on how high this goes, will we'll ultimately decide when the Sharps step, step in. But they weren't the ones that laid the two and a half and three. So I think they're waiting to see how much they can take on this game. What's your level of optimism once the regular season comes for this Baltimore team? Because like I said, with the injuries that they sustained last year, I think that the number was second most um, games missed by starters last year, like with the combined number in the entire NFL. That's how beat up they were. Obviously, J.K. Dobbins didn't even get on the field with his injury sustained in the preseason. Lamar Jackson had to deal with what he had to deal with, and just the list went on and on and on. But a lot of people seem optimistic, despite them being a longer shot for the Super Bowl, that they could, hey, win that division and maybe go all the way. What do you think? I'm in that bucket. I think when you look at the question marks that Cleveland has now, of course, with Watson, um, hearing the struggles that Mitch Trubisky's having in in, uh, in in camp right now, and that you know it it could be Randolph, it could be Kenny Pickett, um, Cincinnati, could they suffer that you know Super Bowl hangover? It still is the Bengals. For me, I think the value is on the Ravens to win the division. I worry a little about it wide out. They really need Bateman to step up. You've got Andrews. You've got a host of running backs. They have to hope Dobbins really can kind of regain that form from two years ago. I don't think Edwards will be back. Need some of these young wide receivers to really step up. And ultimately, what happens with Lamar Jackson? Um, but I love John Harbaugh, not during the preseason, but during the regular season. They had a lot of close losses last year as well. And I'm sure they've had circled that game against Cincinnati early in the season on prime time after the Bengals ran it up against them last year. Um, I'm in that bucket. I think Baltimore is the team to beat in the AFC North. Absolutely. It's going to be fun division to keep an eye on. And while we're on it, we might as well talk about the Cleveland Browns here briefly because Cleveland did announce today that Deshaun Watson will start in that first preseason game against the Jaguars. Do you guys have a number out for, for that game yet? Or, or what do you think um, the usage might be for Deshaun Watson, knowing that Jacoby Brissett's going to be the guy starting the season and he needs to get his time with the offense as well? I'm really not sure. I'm actually a little surprised. Um, the number has moved in that direction. I mean, we, we opened the game one and a half Jags. It got as high as a field goal before it ultimately flipped to Cleveland being the favorite. Um, I think you kind of want to get Brissett as much work as you can. But on the flip side, Watson hasn't played now for more than a year. So I, I think there's some intangibles there, too, that you want to look at. Um, I still think this game could come back the other way. Um, I know Jacksonville didn't play great in their opening preseason game uh, against the Raiders. They're a team, I think, with a new coach that, that kind of wants to set that tone that we're not the Jacksonville Jaguars that we've been of late. And we talked about that against the Raiders. Same old Jags, you know, same old Jags. I think they want to prove something here. I wouldn't surprise me to see this number uh, come down a bit more in, in Jags' favor. Just personal opinion, but I think we're going to get some Jags money as well. Here with Chuck Esposito, Race and Sportsbook Director, Stations Casinos and Red Rock Casino out there in Summerlin. Uh, the college football season also just two and a half weeks away. Week zero, week one games coming at us fast and furious. Uh, any of those games already getting some early play that stand out? Yeah, they are. I love that you call it week zero. That was awesome. Um, Arkansas, a little bit against Cincinnati. We've seen a little bit of money on Arkansas. And, and the big push, though, has been on that Monday, Labor Day weekend, you know, the primetime game, Clemson and Georgia Tech. We've seen a huge push on Clemson. We've seen it go up a, th a full three points. Not a lot of movement on the other games yet. I know we'll have a bunch. But those are the two games that really kind of stood out as far as kind of ticket counts and action on those games. We're clearly Cincy and Georgia Tech fans as we speak today. Okay, looking at the Heisman, obviously those top three names, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Caleb Williams, garnering some attention there. But who's moved the most in that market? And I know I did see you, you were so kind to share a little bit of the movement that we've seen already. Sam Hartman, um, with his medical condition that came out today, he's going to be missing time. I saw a significant move in his odds now all the way down to 100 to 1, not knowing when he'll be available. Right. We, we did adjust that this morning. You know, Dylan Gabriel is getting a lot of play as well. I think, you know, he's only dropped from 18 to 16, but you look at ticket count and liability, they're significant there. And Anthony Richardson from Florida as well, 
dropped from 50 to 35 to 1. So we've seen a lot of action on these. They've been up for a while now, and that's one of the kind of the fun things as we hear stuff that's out there. But they're the two right now, Gabriel and, and, and Williams, that we've really seen a big push on and we have some liability on as we speak. Anybody getting in on my guy, Will Anderson Jr., or are they staying away from the non-quarterbacks? No, I mean, he's actually the next guy, I would say, of the three that we have liability on. He's number three. So, or he's number four, I should say. If you if you look at Richardson as well, that's a little bit longer. So, Richardson or Anderson is definitely getting some love. He is behind both Gabriel and Williams at this point. Chuck, appreciate the time more than you know. You are awesome. Keep crushing it over there. All right, thanks, Stormy. Talk to you soon. That's our guy, Chuck Esposito. Does a great job with not only the Red Rock Racing Sportsbook down there in Summerlin, but again, also all of Stations Casinos overseas as a director. One thing that also stood out to me in the Heisman Trophy odds is that while C.J. Stroud's number as the favorite has only gotten shorter because people seem to think, hey, he stays healthy. That offense is going to be explosive. He's going to be the guy. But his teammates' odds continue to get longer as well. Jackson Smith and Jigba from 18 to one to 35 to one over there at Red Rock and Travion Henderson from 12 to 1, now 40 to 1. So nobody buying in on the running backs over there. It is all things CJ Stroud, all or nothing. That is a wrap for today. Big shout out to Stephanie Kamershek, the whole crew here making this show go. Danny Burke and Rush Hour coming up next on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.